Welcome to Clarified Butter, the podcast about meals, memories, and milk fats. I'm your host, Amy Allen. And I'm your other host, Whitney Jewett. Yeah, you are. And today we are talking about diets. diets. That's right. Um, so diets can mean a lot of different things. That is so true. And you know what, Amy? Yeah. I'm going to flip it right now. Okay. I'm going to reverse it. Like a Missy Ellie video, Ellie video right now. Yeah, you're gonna hint, because uh, flip it there is something that I cannot remain calm about. Wait, but, but we whoa, remain. Whoa, 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 remain calm comes at the end. I know, but I need to do it now okay. before we get into this discussion about diet. Okay, wait. Do we need to? Yeah. Whit- Whitney, now it's time for remain calm. Okay, diet. Mm-hmm. Is just what you eat. Diet means just what someone eats, how they eat during the day. And yet, as in America, we've just taken that word and compartmentalized it like we love to do and made it into this thing where it's just about consumerism. It's about like, what are you doing for your body? I'm on a diet. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a special food that I'm eating. It's not like what I usually eat, you Mm -hmm. know, to just survive and live. Mm -hmm. It's like we've taken the the word diets and made it into a different thing. Right. Yeah. Everyone is on a diet. It's like, well, you took this idea of what is your diet mm-hmm. and made it something that you can go on or fall off of or fail yes. or this action that you do, this right. like endeavor to diet as opposed to like naturally as a human, as an animal, mm-hmm. you have a diet. Yeah. You have things you eat that affect the way you live. Yeah. And as if it's like hard enough to, to just live and be an adult um, and navigate the world. Now you also are like navigating food and like <laughs> how to sustain yourself. Yeah. And I just find it so fascinating when like people bring up diets and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like what I eat. And they're like, oh, no, she's on the, I don't know, the poo poo platter diet. The poo poo platter. Oh, if only. I'm on the smorgasbord. <laughs> um, so I take it you fall in the same area that I do. With diets, which is an intense feeling of discomfort and uh, upset. Well, and I guess it's because it makes me sad to think that I know we're all our own worst critic. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and especially now with like social media, it's really hard to not compare ourselves to everybody else or like, you know, the supreme life that we have. Um, And so like to think that someone isn't loving their body or like, just okay with it and not seeing it as a project to be worked on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just makes me sad. Oh, I think it does. It makes your body a product and it makes your body a possession as mm-hmm. opposed to a part of yourself. Right. And exactly. a fact. My body is a fact. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that's what it is. And it is how it is in the world and it changes. But, and there are things that I can be do to make it healthier or right. make myself feel better change how it looks intentionally or not mm-hmm. but i think diets are such a process of punishment and deprivation mm. usually it's usually i've been bad right i've yeah. eaten something i shouldn't i've been bad yeah like Self-shame. guilty pleasure foods mm-hmm. or like cheat days mm-hmm. it's layered in so much language of like sin yeah and and explicitness not explicit is maybe the wrong word but like forbiddenness mm-hmm. yeah it puts something that inherently has no morality <laughs> right um i mean there you can look at the repercussions of what you eat and like how you got it and mm-hmm. like how it affects the world and that can have a morality but in a banana sitting on a table by itself has mm-hmm. no morality yeah yeah um and the act of eating it um doesn't in a vacuum well depending where that banana came from well that's what i'm saying in a vacuum (laughs) you and the banana together yeah that's a one-to-one yeah um yeah it can get food can get really complicated i'm not trying to say food is simple Mm. 
but I think the I would say the morality that we put on food is misplaced. Because mm-hmm. instead of being like, how does this, me eating this food, affect the natural world and the people around me and the people around the world and people's employment and livelihood and the health of the planet and my own health um, and my own sense of, uh, like, self-compassion. Mm-hmm. It's like... But, like, will I have cellulite? <laughs> like, that's not a moral question. Whether or not you have cellulite is not a moral issue. <laughs> I don't think. No. That could be a debate so. someone might want to have with me. But uh, they can tell it to my dimply thighs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So, diet. So, do you remember a time, like, uh, like, a first time of trying to diet. Yes. Oh, and what was when was that? Was high that like? school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in high school. I remember starting. Oh, we're gonna get into it. This <laughs> and I want to rephrase it. I want to go back and yeah. say to like go on a, a diet. diet in the and like and what was the reason behind it? Right. Right. So this is. Yeah, I feel like we're going to just get just just plumb the depths. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um I the first diet I ever went on was Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was in high school and I had I'm going to say assumed I was fat for a long time. I'm not sure it was something I actively thought or could tell. Mm-hmm. But I assumed I was because of what other people said. And the fact that I seemed to be supposed to believe that I was fat. You know? Right. Because people who were skinnier than me were saying they were fat. And so it was like... Okay, yeah, You know? It just seemed to be the thing to do. Right. (laughs) To to believe that you were were fat. Even though when I look back at pictures, I was like playing sports year-round and like constantly active and like not, not... In any way sedentary. Yeah. And also and, just and like also growing like a, up. A like, healthy, like pubescent child. Yeah. Wearing, like there's nothing about me that looking back that I recognize as that. So that's a whole other issue that we mm-hmm. can get into. Um, but I don't fully know. My mom was on Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And that, and my mom has been on and off all kinds of diets my whole life. Um, so she said she would pay for me to do it with her. And this was when you stopped having to go to meetings. And how old were you? I was probably like 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. I don't quite remember how old I was. At that time, I think I played lacrosse. Wow. Yeah, I was on the varsity lacrosse Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Um, I was an attack, uh, which means you, you, you stay down by the goal and try to score. Um, and I did score once or twice. I should hope because I played attack every game. I loved lacrosse and that was the first varsity sport, only varsity sport I ever played. And it involved conditioning. And like there was a conditioning time preseason where you like. What is that? What would you do? You just show up and exercise. Oh, Instead of doing lacrosse practice, you run and you do push-ups and jumps and lunges and you make your whole body hurt every day. And put day. mayonnaise in your hair. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, conditioning. conditioning. I get it. That's what I think of. <laughs> A lot of natural oils. You have your argan oils and your yeah. coconut oils put and your some, shea butters. Right, put a little egg white in there and then you have a late afternoon snack. <laughs> mayonnaise and egg white. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so anyway, we went through this whole process where you're supposed to get your body into condition right. for the sports season so that you could be as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Would you, like, make goals? Was there, like... No, it was just sort of, like, get fit. And, yeah. oh, I think one year I had a really terrible coach who... This wasn't terrible advice, but she was a terrible... She was, like, just out of college and not mm-hmm. really adult enough to be in charge of a bunch of high school girls. Mm-hmm. And she ma- made us all go off soda for the whole season, mm-hmm. which is, like, a healthy thing. Yeah. But it was also, like, wasn't an option. It was, like, she was, like, you will not, while you were on my Wait, team, and she's, like, a high soda. school coach? Yeah, of a like, non-competitive Can you, like, not really? I mean. It, like, we just took it as a, 
a matter. I mean, I did. I was highly obedient. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> highly. Uh, anyway, I think that was probably why. I don't remember exactly why, but I think there was this idea that I had also been the slowest girl on every team I had ever played on mm. for my whole life. I've been very athletic. I played basketball, uh, soccer, lacrosse. I did gymnastics. I was on swim team for a full decade. I, I was so into sports. Yeah. Even though I liked sports and I wasn't bad at them, being mm-hmm. so slow and no matter what, no matter how fit I was, never being able to catch up. Right, yeah. When we, like, ran laps and stuff. And so that will really... That experience of just, like, chugging along and seeing everyone get farther and farther away from you is a real visceral, like, uh, my body's too heavy, my body's too heavy, my body's too mm-hmm. heavy feeling. Like, you're just pounding well, your feet. Well, yeah. And, like, well, <laughs> just that feeling of, like, other people in front of you, like, waiting for you. Like, that oh, yeah. literal Ev- waiting. L- oh, and I did like- track in middle school and frequently got clapped in by the boys no. on the other team. Middle oh, school boys. We're like, you finished. Oh, it's a whole thing. Uh, what are? Where are they now? They all have beer bellies. <laughs> and like. um, so that was, I think that was probably a lot of it, was wanting to be really competitive and feeling like my body was keeping me from doing that. So mm-hmm. I went on Weight Watchers and started counting points and seeing the fun graph that, like, dips when mm-hmm. you, like, you enter your weight and all of a sudden it's like, you see, like, mm-hmm. how much weight you're losing on this graph and feels really successful. Right, because you have, like, a visual. Yeah. And um, I remember, like, yeah, all in Weight Watchers, calories are just given a point value. Right, it's calorie yeah. counting, but they make it a game. I mean, I remember because it was such a huge, it was like a fad, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember, like, going to friends' houses and, like, the food had, like, points on it eventually and it wasn't like Weight Watchers food it was just like food in general had like different points on it I feel like um and like there would be like certain things like my mom would get these skinny cow chocolate bars that I really remember I used to go to our neighbors and eat those and they were delicious yeah they are good ice cream bars (laughs) that are also like low fat or sugar free or something Mm -hmm. and don't even get me started on low fat and sugar free yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah, you could eat those, and they were just, like, one point for an ice cream bar, and you only get 20 points a day, so it's so exciting. But at that time, fruit mm-hmm. counted as points, and so, like, I would get, because hmm. it was sugar. Right, right. And so, like, like I would not sugar. eat fruit, because, uh, and they've changed that, because they realized a lot of people weren't making healthy choices, because they would get, like, these weird no-cal snacks, and eat tons of them, yeah. instead of just eating some healthy fruit that has vitamins and is good for you right? because of the natural sugars in the fruit and that made points. And so, like, it's a flawed system. Yeah, it definitely, like, would probably make me think, oh, like, strawberries aren't good for me. Or, oh, like, you yeah. know, like, oh, that maybe is not... Yeah, like, I, I oh, can't eat that. I'd really like just to have a, a big thing of blueberries because it's blueberry season, but instead I'll have this skinny cow ice cream bar. <laughs> Like that kind of choice, Aww. which is a legit choice if you want ice cream and not blueberries. Hell yeah, that skinny cow want, sandwich was delicious. If you want blueberries, you shouldn't be right. Ice cream. You shouldn't eat blueberries. It's probably like your body's just like, please give me fruit. Like I just want something from the ground, like something real. I used to eat like these little packs of like. I think they were like a diet cookie, but I just really liked how they tasted because mm-hmm. they were like a crisp, like, like a crispy Vita chocolate things? cookie. Oh. No, it wasn't for um, your digestion or your <laughs> digestive tract. I don't separate that from. It was like a it was like a chocolate cookie crisp thing, uh-huh. but they were like the low calorie thing. Yeah. They were just delicious. Yeah, and some of it's real good. Like my mom, I never really get into this. But my mom's, I just remember my refrigerator growing up being, like, stocked and the pantry stocked with Slim Fast. Oh, my God, Amy. What is Slim Fast? Amy, Amy, <laughs> I'm telling you the story. Yes, please. Okay. When I was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. 
at Mildred C. Lakeway Elementary School. <laughs> um, I was a, um, I was just going to say border patrol, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was a crossing guard. Okay. Yeah, different. <laughs> I was patrolling the borders of New Hampshire. Live for your die. Uh, oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like 10 years old. No, I was a crossing guard um, when I was in fifth grade. And so I'd have to be at school like mm-hmm. earlier than the other kids. So when they did come, um, I would just, you know, make them stop while cars were driving and Mm -hmm. then when they were stopped I would allow them to cross and I had like an orange fake safety belt and like a badge Mm -hmm. and um in the morning like we I just didn't have time to make a breakfast Mm -hmm. and my mom you know worked and so she would give me a slim fast (laughs) and I'd be like Mom, why are you giving me this? It's like a diet drink. And she was like, it has all the vitamins and nutrients that you need in it. She's like, <laughs> she's like, look at the label. It's like insure. She's like, it has everything that you need in it. Okay. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. So I just like uh-huh. be at, at school, like waiting for kids to arrive, like drinking my Slim Fast. <laughs> and I am a petite person. Yeah. Like I'm just like, you know, the... I get, you know, I'm like, luckily, I'm like, you know, I'm naturally just smaller. Uh-huh. And my mom actually would tell me stories about when she was younger, mm-hmm. and people would make fun of her. People made fun of me a lot for being small. Mm-hmm. And she'd, you know, go to this like bakery and get a box of eclairs and just like eat the whole box of eclairs <laughs> to try to gain weight. And she just like could not gain uh, what weight. What a life. I know. And when I was little, she would like just give me whole milk. Uh-huh. And I I remember going to my friend's house and they'd had skim milk. And I was like, what is this? I know. Like, this I is was gross. in a like, skim milk household. And when I went to summer camp mm-hmm. and they had whole milk, I was like, what? This just luscious cream. Yeah. yeah, that was just milk. Yeah. For me. And that I was, was like, oh, why milk. why do you always make me drink this stuff? <laughs> Later I found it was a ploy. She was just trying to that, fatten me up. That makes me think that my mom kept a lot of like we had Flintstones vitamins in the house, mm-hmm. but she also had like a drawer full of all of her vitamins. And one of them were these um calcium chewables. That yes. were little chocolates. Little chocolates. That just taste like they were good. And I... I would just come home and take like a handful of Flintstones <laughs> and like four calcium chews and be like, it's healthy. <laughs> I'm going to kill my vitamins. <laughs> I have 8,000% of my daily amount of <laughs> calcium. I'm basically just one big bone. <laughs> Mom, I'm a boner. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so do you remember your first diet or have you well I didn't really like diet you know Mm -hmm. again like you know pretty slim and whatever but when I was in high school I remember reading there was this I watched Oprah I used to love to watch Oprah Mm -hmm. um, I I thought about Oprah a lot while I was talking about Weight Watchers and I'll come back to how much she loves bread yeah let's come back to that (laughs) what I love is bread With the little, I'm thinking about like the little red wagon. Remember when she came out with all her oh, fat with all that of she her left? But I was just thinking about that as like different kinds of bread, bread. loaves, <laughs> like focaccia, back in. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you George love a lot of Oprah, and I remember one time this French woman going on, uh, and she was talking about her book, like. Um, French women don't get fat. Mm-hmm. I've seen this book, and and my mom at the time was like always complaining about her weight, mm-hmm. and and you know I'm just in high school. I'm like, oh, I'll get my mom this book. Maybe she'll really like it. And in it, there was this recipe for this leek soup, and this woman would just do like a cleanse. She'd do like you know like a four day cleanse, like uh-huh. a detox. She just sucked on a leek the whole Where time. She- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings about cleanses. Um, yeah, it was like you made this batch of leek soup, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what was in it. Like there was like cayenne pepper in it, I think, maybe. It was just really bland. Mm-hmm. And in the book, there was this recipe for it, and she was like, hey, and I think you did it for like four days or something. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to like refresh my body. <laughs> and so I made like this vat of um, leek soup. 
And I think I got, I did it for like a day mm-hmm. and a half. <laughs> that seems like long enough to eat leek but soup. But I was just like, why? Why am I doing this to myself? It's like, I don't really like this. It's not, you know, like, I What don't are you trying to great. achieve? And like, I understand if you talk to someone that goes on cleanses and stuff, they'll be like, I, you know, it felt like you're horrible. But then, you know. A week later, I you just have this felt moment so of clarity, yeah. and oh my gosh! Uh-huh. And it's like I just, you know, it's I was like, I don't. This isn't fun for me. <laughs> yeah, eating only leek soup was that the only like? Um, well, I would say had? like my diet changed uh-huh. when I became a vegetarian when I was when eighteen. You watch Meet Your Meat. When I watched Meet Your Meat. Yeah. By PETA. So how long were you a vegetarian? Ten years. That's significant. Yeah. Did a you, decade. <laughs> and but and that's not a that but that wasn't that was about meat your meat. That was about animals. Uh not necessarily. I think originally it was that like emotional, you know, connection. Mm-hmm. But um then I I just got more interested in you know, the state of the world and <clears throat> environmentalism and, like, thinking about where the things that we buy and consume, mm-hmm. um, how that's affecting the rest of the world and then mm-hmm. how that affects our body. Right. And so um, I was really uh, kind of like a political vegetarian mm-hmm. where I was like, I wish that everyone in the world would eat this way. And so we weren't polluting it so much and causing all this, like, you know, pain and distress. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, like, especially the Western world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, America. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, like, And what why. drew you back into the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> um, the heart of darkness. <laughs> so dark. Um, I... Well, I had been thinking about it for a while. And and in my, like, in, like, the interview episode you talked to me about, I worked at a French restaurant Mm -hmm. for, like, five years of my life while I was a vegetarian. You know, like, I was serving people hair steak and, you know, chicken liver and, like, all these things that I just wouldn't eat. So I was serving Uh meat Uh for a long time. Um, But it was very easy for me to just objectify it. And just like not really think about it because you know that's how I was earning my livelihood too, it's like yeah. serving food. And um, then uh, I had actually already stopped working there, and I just had been feeling like once in a while I'd be like, Oh, I really want a steak, and I knew that that was my body being like, Oh, you need iron, you need more iron in your diet, mm-hmm. and um. I thought about it for a while, and I told Alan, you know, my partner, like, that I've been thinking about it. And actually, one day, he was eating, like, a hot dog, like, not Uh even a good hot dog, like, (laughs) just, like, from the package, grilled it up. Uh And I was looking at it, and I was like, give me a bite of that hot dog. (laughs) And he was like, what? No, I'm not going to, like, let you break your 10 years of vegetarianism with this hot dog. Crappy hot dog. And then, and I was like, and I, like, went to take a bite of it, and I was like, "Mm, no, I can't, I can't do this. (laughs) I'm like, I cannot do this. Um, And then it was probably, like, a month and a half later that I woke up one day, and I was like, Alan, today's the day. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I knew what I wanted. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted a steak. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we, like, went and got a really high-grade, like, restaurant-quality steak <laughs> and um, broccoli, uh-huh. which is my favorite food, and potatoes. And we made mashed potatoes and, like, some red wine. And my best friend came over, Emma, and then we he grilled it, and then we all, like, ate steak and potatoes and broccoli together. <laughs> and I just had, like, a little, you know, like, medallion. So you wouldn't get ill? Um. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Um, So I had just like, I remember the first bite and there's like this textural thing that you can't get from any vegetarian or vegan 
thing that mm-hmm. goes with like that eating of me. It's like that carnivore, you know, it's that, like, like just like, yeah. And you're like, just like, oh yeah, it's like a yeah. really good sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, which I always think about that scene. This is weird, but that scene in Miss Congeniality uh-huh. where she goes out to a restaurant and gets a steak while she's still like not a yeah. supermodel yet with, um, yeah, Michael Caine. <laughs> and she, like, puts a bunch of steak sauce on it, and it's just, like, shoving it in her mouth. And it's gross, but it's also, like, that's what eating meat feels like. Yeah. Like, very satisfying. Like, viscerally, like, yeah. It's just, like, sloppily, just, like, meat. Yeah, right? Like, give me a leg of something and, like, and, like a goblet of wine and, like, put me in medieval times. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but it was, and it was, it reminded me of like going to my stepdad's house in um, like growing up where we just eat like steak there and like A1 sauce and nothing fancy, mm-hmm. but like it was fancy. Yeah. Um, to me. And like, and it was just always really good and like maybe a little overcooked or whatever, but eating it again like so many years later, it just brought back that like nostalgia and like just that feeling. Um, being in that kitchen and like mm-hmm. it was such an experience and it was so nice to like share it with you know people um that I loved because it was it was hard it was like a weird decision to come to and I don't necessarily say it was like a decision I never said that I wouldn't eat meat ever again it's like I'm never gonna do this or I'm gonna do this you know I'm yeah. definitely gonna do this um it just happened and I was like I'm not gonna put any rules on my my body or my diet I'm just going to try this and I'm going to see how it feels and that was um my attitude going into like Mm -hmm. eating meat again Mm -hmm. and um and I tried to like get it from the farmer's market and like local sources and um although the other day I went to Chick-fil-a and had a chicken biscuit and it was delicious it happens it was very good it happens put a little hot sauce on it it was so good (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, I try to be like ethical and mindful of where it comes from, and I think that that's what I hope that more people would do. And so, like, it's I still like am make trying. An effort. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still am. You know, feel like I'm living in the way that I hope other people would like be cognizant about where their where food it's comes from, from, how the animals are treated. Yeah. What like what waste it's creating. Exactly. All of that. Yeah. Back to the eating the meat and getting sick thing. <laughs> yeah. I I honestly I don't think that's a real thing. Really? I think that that comes from and like I I'm not saying that people haven't experienced that and yeah. definitely like don't go through that. I'm sure they do. Um but I think part of that is a mind yeah trick. It's yeah. just that People are thinking about it so much and getting very anxious about it, maybe, mm-hmm. and and their body reacts in a way that it makes them nauseous. Kind of like how, like you know, people thought that MSG was a thing, and it mm-hmm. actually doesn't cause. Um, it doesn't like it. There's no like actual connection between that and like headaches or nausea. Oh, really? Yeah, that mm-hmm. um, it's um, it's psychosomatic. A lot of it's psychosomatic. Um, and I was worried. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to get so sick. I'm going to get, I haven't eaten meat in 10 years. I'm going to get so sick. And <laughs> no, I was fine. Yeah. And like, I didn't eat a ton. I ate like, I don't know. Like what an, is oh, that? A, f- a fist of a steak. Like a bra- like a mini brownie uh-huh. of a steak. <laughs> oh, oh. cute petite little steak. <laughs> but I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. get sick or anything. I would say my epiphany around my body and around dieting, which is not a huge epiphany. I think a lot of other people have this, was when I was up at the John C. Campbell Folk School Mm -hmm. in the mountains, and I was using my body all day, every day. I was working in a garden in this beautiful place uh, and working hard to, like, mulch pads and harvest lettuce and plant whole flower beds full of things Mm -hmm. and, like, pull wheelbarrows all the way across campus and I so I was let myself eat whatever I wanted because it was fueling me yeah but it wasn't like going crazy because I was too busy to just like graze all day and I was also around all of these people who were using their bodies as like tools Mm -hmm. and as extensions of themselves 
So it was like, well, it is, it is, it is, but I was new to me. Yeah. As like coming from college where it was like, you jog and you go to class and you jog and you go to class and you sit and you jog. Who jogged? Sorority girls. Oh dear. Oh God. Spend a little time on UNC's campus. Everyone's jogging. Well, yeah. (laughs) But. They are in Carborough at 6.45 in the morning when I drive to work too. (laughs) There's always someone jogging. They're lucky. (laughs) But I'm in the car. No, I'm just kidding. The thing about the folk school is, like, I was gardening all day, but also everyone was creating things with their bodies. It wasn't... I was also, like, I was used to artistry that was poetry, mm-hmm. which is great, and I love and is important. But I, then I discovered art that was blacksmithing and mm-hmm. loom weaving and um, contra dancing. And I was like, oh, this is a, this expresses a similar side of myself that poetry does, but it uses my whole physical self, mm-hmm. which is very different and makes you see your body differently when it's like my body isn't just a, a cage for my brain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or a thing to like lure people into liking me. Yeah. Right. It's like this thing that like paints and dances and grows things and carries things and holds other people. And... um. And I just got a lot more like into that idea of like, oh, I like, I like all the things my body can do. Yeah. And, and I was around all of these like badass mountain women who Mm. were like broad and strong and like holding down sheep to shear them and like chopping wood for the winter. And they were, and they were like beautiful dancers and played beautiful music and made beautiful paintings and mm-hmm. knit beautiful things. Um, and there was a lot of, like, femininity and beauty, aesthetic beauty and what who they were and what they made um, and how they looked, but it wasn't what I was used to. It was a different, stronger, more, like, embodied mm-hmm. kind of and, like, confident and comfortable version of it. And that was really inspiring. Yeah, that sounds so inspiring. It Yeah, it changed a lot for a time. <laughs> there, you come down off the mountain and you lose your insight. Yep. And so I went two more times on diets mm-hmm. after that. I, like, changed my mind about and I was like, no, the only reason I want to, like, change how I eat or how I exercise or go on a diet is about what my body can do and making it more useful. And I only want to it to be about capability and like feeling good um it was sort of my new like it's not about how I look it's about what I'm able to do and so what did that mean for like what you ate what you put in your body so then it would be like well now but I still was like now I need to diet so that I can Mm. do whatever which is not untrue like there is something where it's like sometimes you need to tune into your health so that your body can do the things you want it to do mm-hmm. so that you can do the things you want to do. Um, but South beach rough. Oh dear. <laughs> like what do you do on South beach? South beach is similar is to it just Watchers. the carbs. So the carbs no, that's thing? well, kind of Atkins. Okay. Is carbs. South beach is, is a similar like counting, like mm-hmm. calorie counting type of thing. But you start it with two weeks of, no sugar and no carbs, mm-hmm. which means also no natural sugars or starches. So, no... Like no fruit? No fruit, no potatoes, no grains. Okay. No bread, no rice, This is when no people, noodles. like, just eat, like, uh, yeah, T-bone Yeah, it's sort steaks. of like paleo or whatever. It's, like, just meat and vegetables. Okay. It's, like, all you eat in, like, milk. Yogurt. Ew, gross! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I was Sorry, just having... I, you know, I, like, hate the idea of, like, and I know that you love this, mm-hmm. and I love you, <laughs> but, like, a glass of milk <laughs> to me is, like, oh, gosh. I like, don't... Unless it's, like, with a bunch of cookies. I love a glass I thought of that milk. you talked about that in another episode. We're, like, oh, yeah, we eat a glass of milk every night. Oh, I did growing did. up have a glass of See? milk every night. Okay. But I don't... Now, as an adult, just sit down and okay. drink milk. Okay, but you... But you do eat a lot. You'll you'll eat cereal on your sick days with the milk. Oh, that yeah. But it's like I rarely <laughs> drink milk. I guess. 
Yeah, I don't up. think I drank a lot of milk, but I did. Do think I ate a lot of yogurt? Mm. Oh, which love yogurt? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, calm down, hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> but the it was like I just made myself this stir fry that was just like beef and a bunch of veggies, and I just basically ate that for every meal. And I was like, I just want a potato. <laughs> I just want, and it's. And you do it for two weeks, and the idea is that, like, you you get rid of your addiction to sugar so that then you can moderate how much you eat once you introduce it back in, which I think is a real thing with the added sugar and refined sugar. There's a mm-hmm. true, I am definitely addicted to sugar right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there's a problem when you cut whole food, complex food groups out of your diet yeah. um like in such a like slash and burn kind of way because there's such a range from like candy to like whole wheat bread yeah or a fresh peach right. or a sweet potato and so it was this really extreme thing and it worked for, and i you can drink alcohol and that really affects how you socialize mm-hmm. as a young comedian yeah and i'd be like no i can't <laughs> And then mm-hmm. it feels really weird. There's so many layers of of removing yourself from your experience, for, from experiences mm-hmm. when you diet. You're removing yourself from, like, what food you're allowed to eat. Right. You're, like, removing yourself from, like, no. You're just constantly in check with yeah. yourself. Or sometimes feeling like a burden. I mean, or I felt like that sometimes with being vegetarians. Like, I go to, like, the idea of, like, a cookout, you mm-hmm. know? It's, like, such, like, a fun cool thing and I was like I always had to bring my own tofu pups because I never knew if they were going to mm-hmm. have a thing there and that was fine and I was like fine to do it mm-hmm. but like when you bring tofu pups to a barbecue like people are going to go up to you and ask you about why you're a veg- this is another thing about being a vegetarian you're like <laughs> and and um I'm not vegan so I can't like speak from that perspective <laughs> but um but they love to but um <laughs> but I will say um, that it's like people coming up to you all the time and asking why you eat the way that you do is yeah. so fucking exhausting. And it's yeah. like, it would be so different if it was like a religious thing, mm-hmm. you know, cause it'd be like, oh, okay, great. I'm but it's like, but it's like, oh, your vision, why, why are you like that? Like, you know, and it <laughs> becomes this whole like existential, like, uh, co- co- yeah. uh like conversation. I'm like, I don't really want to have that with you. I don't, I just met you. It's also <laughs> really weird th- that people feel entitled to an opinion about how you eat. And like policing your body. Yeah. Too. Like if, if I tell. Especially many women. Pe- many people in my life, if I were to say I'm going off sugar. Yeah, oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. And. And that's fine. It's kind of encouraging, but it's also like, it's like, why do you think that's good? Like, why are you concerned with whether or not I'm eating sugar? Yeah. Like, what is it to you? Or I had people react. For me, it was like the opposite, where they'd be mm. like, they'd be like, oh, you mm. need a steak. You know, oh like, oh, God. you need to eat a burger because I'm just Can like I just tiny. Tell you? Can okay. I just tell you? I'm just get just a little bit of rage because there's no winning. There's no winning. There's no you winning. Can, like, you have to. There's no way that the world will be satisfied with your body. It doesn't, it can't happen. It can't happen, no matter who you are or how you look. Someone doesn't like it, and they feel like it's okay for them to tell you that. Yeah. And it's absurd. It happened, I was just on a a bachelorette trip in Boulder, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and it was beautiful, and we went hiking at, on the Flatirons in Boulder, which oh is my like... Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was very hard. I had never been at that ele- elevation before. And I also had flown... My flight got crazy delayed. I sat on the runway for, I'm not kidding, four hours. Oh, my God. Three hours before we took out off and another hour once we landed waiting for a gate. Ugh. Despite, like, let alone the time I was on the in the flight. It was... Awful. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to Boulder, it was 2.30 a.m. their time, 4.30 a.m., the time I had woken up in. Yeah, right. That you're and then we were, like, getting up the next morning to go on this hike, and I'd never been at an elevation, not in great – I'm not playing lacrosse anymore, not going yeah. on a lot of yeah. 
hike, like scramble hikes, which is this literally became like scramble up rocks. It was this wasn't a path. Oh dear. Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls I was on the trip with were a bunch of competitive bicyclists from Southern California <laughs> who were lovely and great and all crazy fit. Yeah, of course. Amazing. They had their biceps were so like bam. It, they were really cool. Um, but we started hiking and I immediately started to feel winded. And like, I was like, oh God. Yeah. And fortunately, all the other girls from North Carolina felt the same way, I think, because of the elevation. Mm-hmm. And also, we're the ones that aren't athletes. All the Californians are athletes. All the North Carolinians are childhood <laughs> friends. <laughs> and so we like were slowing down and slowing down and slowing down. And the bikers were getting farther and farther ahead of us. And then finally, my friend Mary, who is the in-between, she lives in New Orleans and does acro yoga. (laughs) So she's, like, very fit and, like, used to this kind of thing, kind of. So she was, like, not as fast as the bikers, but not as slow as us. And Mm -hmm. finally, like, we just couldn't do it. Like, we were like, we've done enough. Yeah. We're going to sit and talk with this nice view. Yeah. And so we called up and we were like, hey, Mary, we're Tell the others we're not going to make it. We're going to stop here and we'll meet them up. We'll like catch up with them on the way down. And this guy who was hiking in between no, my group even. and Mary. I know. <laughs> no, you're already mad. Said, yeah, Mary, your friends are going to go get some donuts. Like, yeah, like we're going to go pick wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. A stranger. A stranger. Who's just like walking by hearing you talking to your friend, Mary, uh-huh. decides to interject uh-huh. and himself say, yeah. into your lives and conversation. Yeah. And say, we are in not. In an insulting way. Wait, it's not done. Oh, no. To say, to say that we weren't, the yeah, that we were going to go pig out. And that's, the, Yeah. Just too fat to climb a mountain. Too Wait, so stuff he in just our face said, with donuts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Mary, they're not they're gonna stop now, gonna turn around and go get some donuts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he said. And I said, and but we had seen a sign about bears, and so I called out jokingly, like, Mary, catch up with the group. Don't get eaten by a bear. And he said, She's too skinny for a bear to eat. Yes simultaneously called us too fat and her too skinny just all at once just wow like commented on every woman in the vicinity's <sighs> body and just yeah. like a fell swoop as he like sauntered up yeah the like because his opinion matters like anyone was talking to him <laughs> oh it was infuriating it was so gross and, it's and it was just like that, that kind of thing of like, well, what the, what do you want, dude? And who asked Just to you? be noticed. He just wants to be noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did and you notice that I'm a man <laughs> here in front of you? God. Um, and, and what I was like thinking about earlier is we're talking about like dieting and diets is like, um, and it's happening increasingly with the male community and like boys mm-hmm. bodies and men's bodies to be like hyper masculine and super fit and like very muscular mm-hmm. and like and you can just see it if you like watch an old an older movie like watch a movie from the 90s and look at the heartthrob and Tom then Hanks? watch are one you talking from about today. Tom Hanks yes yeah <laughs> no but like I just watched a movie and I was like oh my gosh like it was like with Jack Nicholson uh-huh it's like a younger Jack Nicholson and I was mm-hmm. just like wow if this movie were to be now he'd take off his shirt he like took off his shirt and he had like you know, like a little belly, like a human and body, just hair, exactly. <laughs> and then it, I was like, "Wow, I, I'm like so, um, like desensitized to like seeing like super muscular men on screen mm-hmm. as like that's you know even yeah. like the the geeky guy. You know, I feel like yeah. now it's like has this expectation of just at least being like, like slim ripped. or like a little yeah. ripped. You know, there's some weird like, like having weird definition. Yeah, <laughs> I say weird. It's not wrong to have definition. Yeah, but like. But having, like, more definition than you're just a guy you'd pass on the street. Right. You, and, like, why? Yeah. And then, yeah. and, and like, you know, and women's bodies, when have they not been, you know, mm-hmm. um, policed? And and when have we not felt like we're 
good enough. But something that drove me crazy a few years ago is like, I am into a variety of different types of men's bodies, I would say. Mm -hmm. There's this whole spectrum of types of men's bodies that I'm attracted to. And when that whole like dad bod thing Mm -hmm. happened, Mm -hmm. it was so frustrating because it's like, I'm not that I have anything against a man with a dad bod. It's like slightly pudgy. It's just sort of like soft. Soft. Yeah, just a like softish Tom Hanks type of man. Yeah, I would say. And yeah. Um, but it became so frustrating that they acted like that was a fad and that like yeah. that was new and sexy. And it's like, what, what, <laughs> what is like that for women? But then it's like, oh, and here's the diet for the dad bod, right? Yeah, it's like here's <laughs> how to be average. It, it, now for men, it is like you're shooting. It's like desirable. To be average, yeah. and we're praising them for that, and it's fine. I want them. I want men and women and everyone to accept their bodies as they are. But it just became like, it's like they realized that they were being held to this standard of how they looked, and it's like we need to like embrace ourselves, dad bod, yeah. and it's like no one's like like giving that to women of like mm-hmm. now you can have mom bod mm-hmm. and it's sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe people think they're doing that with curvy, but well, all they're yeah, doing that's is shaming the other people thing is they're who, like, like, aren't curvy. Like me, um, for example. <laughs> no. They're like, real women have curves. And I'm like, I am a woman and I'm not so curvaceous, but I'm. that doesn't mean that I'm not a woman. I love embracing that and embracing, you know, all different kinds of body types. But you don't have to shut another person down in order to feel good about right. your own body. The thing that I have tried in the past few years to read about and educate myself about and sort of internalize. Um, it's very hit or miss and come and go. And really bad just sitting down and reading the dang book is um, intuitive eating, mm. which is all about learning to understand your own hunger, learning to understand when you're satisfied, um, when you're overly full. Once you learn those things, learning to understand what you're hungry for. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not just hungry, but I'm not. I want meat. Yeah, I need iron. Yeah. I, I, or I need fiber or whatever. Right. But just try, trying harder and harder to become intuitive about your own body signals so that you're eating things that serve you and that your body's asking for. Yeah. And, and be, being healthy in that way because I think I'm tired of swinging from one extreme to the other because anti-dieting is also a rough road mm-hmm. <laughs> of feeling physically bad a lot and and clothes not fitting and feeling insecure about your body. And, like, I want to feel healthy and strong. And, like, yeah. I'm being good to myself. And there's also, I think, a whole component of intuitive eating that is, like, accept body acceptance and self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just, like, not having rules but just trying to learn. Um, and there's... Um, yeah, I think it's a really cool philosophy. I think a lot of like dietitians and nutritionists sort of ascribe to that. Insert it, not at all by any means, but um, so I'm trying to learn more about that yeah. and sort of tune into like what do what will make me feel good right now, mm-hmm. not just taste good and satisfy some like dopamine thing right like or like a short-term you know craving but what's gonna sustain me yeah and sometimes a short-term craving is still it's what you want and it's what you need you know for a variety of reasons but Mm -hmm. uh, i think a lot of times it's like i'm gonna make myself a fancy like fajita dinner because yeah the process of making it feels good and And everything i I get from it making it is like part of that you know you're talking about like people's bodies and they're using them and they're making things they're being creative and it's like for me part of that is like cooking mm-hmm. and when you are cooking your food or for someone that you love and you are like making use of your own body and then you know you're gonna take that in and mm-hmm. like and share it maybe mm-hmm. um or not or you're sharing it with yourself but like showing yourself that self-care and that like love in whatever preparation you're just giving yourself that that time um and like honoring your body Mm -hmm. in a way yeah um and i think sometimes dieting can like 
separate people from that um, because I know it goes along a lot a lot of times with like buying something or eating only a certain kind of a thing Mm -hmm. but um, you know maybe if we practice more and I know this is a luxury for some like having the time to cook (laughs) for sure (laughs) Um, or like the money to like buy certain ingredients but um, I think definitely like trying to prioritize that time to take care of yourself and fuel yourself with something that's good and maybe is going to make you feel a little better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, we solved it. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's. (laughs) Uh, so Whitney. Yeah. Who are you cooking dinner for? Oh, shoot, Amy. Well, I, um, I just took a free course last night um, that was put on by the OCRCC, which is the Orange County Rape Crisis Center. And they just did a free class to learn how to um, uh, notice if a child is experiencing sexual abuse and uh, what to do. Wow. Um, What are the signs? And I run a theater camp. I work with kids. And I was like, I'm always trying to get some more tools in my belt. Mm -hmm. Um, So I took it. But I just want to, like thank that organization because they're in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, they are providing services for free. They provide literature for free. They provide a 24-hour hotline. Um, and they're doing things that aren't being provided by um, other resources that maybe should should, should, be, be, should be doing should be. things. But they're, like, picking up slack. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I could do this for free and like go to our public library and 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 take that course was like such a great gift and i just want to shout them out yeah um they're really awesome and i hope people check them out they offer so many services and are such a wealth of knowledge and um resources well that's Um, really awesome yeah yeah amy yeah who you cooking dinner for well i also last night um watched a new Netflix special called Nanette. It is, have you watched it? No. It is, I can't stop. <laughs> it is a stand-up special by a woman named Hannah Gadsby, who's from Australia. Mm-hmm. And she's been a comedian, a stand-up comedian in Australia for a long time. I don't think she has as, I think she has a reputation worldwide, but is this is definitely like her breakout in the United States, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, where maybe she was known, but now like much bigger platform. It is, it was really funny. She's really funny. Um, and I don't want to like spoil it or give anything big away. Okay, but, good. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. So don't. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really funny. I highly recommend it, but it's also really powerful and profound. And it takes a turn I wasn't expecting. I have a lot of emotions about it. I've been feeling things all day. And I have no one to talk about it with because oh. no one else has watched it. I think a lot of people have watched it. I'm sure they online, have. But no one in my immediate vicinity has watched it. And so I'm telling people to watch it and get back to me. Also, I'm telling people, <laughs> just since I'm shouting stuff out, since I mentioned that intuitive eating stuff, if you know anything about that or how to actually like effectively... Make that out your lifestyle. Like, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some feedback. And you know how you can let me know. How's that? At our Twitter or our Instagram, mm-hmm. at ClarifiedB. Find our website, which has our email address, clarifiedbuttershow.com. We are produced by Jess Bowers and Ashley Melzer. We are a production of Metalsome in Durham, North Carolina. And until next time, meet your me. Meet your me. <laughs> <laughs>